Welcome to Profit First Nation, the official podcast for entrepreneurs who are operating their businesses in the zone of permanent profitability. I'm Mike Michalowicz, the author of Profit First, and now here's your Profit First Nation guide, Daniel Mulvey. Welcome to Profit First Nation, the podcast for the top 17% of entrepreneurs with cash in the bank to correlate to their profitability. Profit First Nation is the podcast for intelligent entrepreneurs who have taken ownership of their financials and leveraged Profit First as a cash management system to make their businesses permanently profitable. I am Danielle Mulvey, an expert at guiding entrepreneurs on owning their financials in as little as 11 minutes per day and doing Profit First right. If you are a fan of Profit First and its author, Mike Michalowicz, you have found your tribe. We are a nation of successful entrepreneurs driven to be permanently profitable with a grit and a growth mindset that lets no obstacle stand in our way in pursuit of the three P's, passion, profit, and play. On Profit First Nation, we dive into advanced Profit First strategies and we share the honest and authentic ups and downs of being a business owner. Today, we have a very special guest, one of my favorite people to follow on LinkedIn, Brian Sly. Brian is here to share his Profit First journey and his big eureka moment. Brian is a fractional chief communications officer who builds internal processes and systems internally in your organization's to leverage your customers and your employees as your best advocates to keep your pipelines stocked. Welcome to the podcast, Brian. Hey, Danielle. Thanks for having me. So I am just a huge fan of your LinkedIn, and that is obviously how I kind of came to meet you is via LinkedIn. And it was a post that Mm -hmm. you talked about profit and so profound. I've, I've actually shared it reading the post on the podcast. But would you mind um, sharing that that post with everyone? No, it's so funny that you say that because it's one of those where I didn't think too much of it. I just, uh, you know, I try to post one time a day uh, and it just kind of took off from there. So do you want me to just read the whole post? I, I have it up in front of me. Is that the best? Yeah, that'd be great. It's beautifully written. Okay, uh, thank you. Uh, it says, profit was always an ugly word. I attended networking events with the mantra, purpose over profit and I was applauded for it by other attendees. But we were all wrong. The dirtiness of the word profit was my own insecurity around lack of understanding the business world. I was conditioned through the news and others outside the entrepreneurship bubble that if I had profit, I was greedy and taking advantage of people. That mindset was horrible to someone like me moving from hobbyist to freelancer to business owner as an artist without a business background. I'm sure it played an underlying role in how I priced services, how I valued my time, and the way I viewed my role as someone in service to others. But profit isn't a dirty word. It's a misunderstood word. And until I tackled my own misconceptions about it head on, I was going to continue living a freelancer life despite what Illinois viewed as a legal entity. I owe Brandon Neely and Amanda Neely more than they may ever know. By introducing me to the Profit First model years ago, I have been able to see a much more realistic view of financial health. Rather than my ignorant purpose over profit mindset, I actually have more purpose in my life, knowing all the good I can do combining purpose with profit. Oh my gosh. I get chill bumps every time I read that. Um, I've, I've, I actually brought it up. I was speaking in Las Vegas this past weekend. I pulled up a screenshot of that and shared 
shared it with that audience as well. I think you are the first person that I have heard just kind of say it so eloquently. Profit is not a dirty word. is It's a misunderstood word. And isn't it funny because you know, people get uncomfortable even with profit first um, in, in saying, oh, well, profit first. I do profit first. And mm-hmm. how did you hear about profit first? So uh, my financial advisors, Brandon and Amanda Neely, they they run a company and, and we were just talking about different areas of business and, you know, what I'm looking to do when they were getting started on their journey. And they were like, and they both told me, hey, you have to uh, check out this book. And I wasn't familiar. I wasn't really big into um reading and I, I am now, but at the time I wasn't. And so they were like, well, there's also a podcast. You should listen to the podcast. And so I was listening to that. And then I decided to pick up the book. And from there I was hooked. I, th- I think that might've been one of my second or third books to really get me back into um, looking at business like a business owner and not a freelancer. Awesome. And so you read the book, and then how long did it take for you to open up those bank accounts? <laughs> um, to be honest, I don't remember, but I would say probably within the first three months of reading it. Okay, good, good. That's excellent. Tell us, you so you work with Brandon and Amanda, and did they provide any coaching to you in addition to you reading the book, opening up the bank accounts from a profit first perspective? Well, I think my exact words were uh, when I talked to Brandon, because I, t- I talked to him uh, more often than I talked to Amanda. We, we tend to communicate at least monthly. And I think my exact words were, holy crap, how did I not know about this before? <laughs> um, and from there, he was like, I know, uh, did you look at this part of the book? And, and I would say, yeah, I looked at that. And he'd say, well, did you look at this part? Oh, I have to reread that again. And so it just kind of has been a continued dialogue where, um, in fact, tomorrow we have our six-month financial review where uh, I know we will be going over this again. Awesome. Yeah, you know, it's funny because there is so much information in the book Profit First. And, you know, everyone's kind of at a different stage in their business and, and, and needs like a certain level of implementing Profit First. Maybe it's just the basic level. But I, I will say that just a reminder to the audience that, the book has an amazing index in the back. So if you are, you know, ready to tackle some debt, then go back to the book and look at the index section under debt, and then that will take you back to that section. But um, even just cruising the index section, if you need like some refreshers on some of the aspects or some of the more advanced, once you're ready to dive into some of the advanced topics is great there. So, how long? So it's been about maybe two, three years that you've implemented Profit First? Yes, I, I believe it's been about two, uh, yeah, just over two years. And so then you meet with uh, Brandon about every six months or every quarter? We have our official financial review every six months, but we keep, like I said, we keep in communication at least once a month, if not more often. Um, I follow them on YouTube and help promote their podcasts. So uh, with me being in the video and audio and media world, I tend to, to follow the clients that I'm working with and they follow me back and, and we just cross promote. So I'm in constant communication with them. And uh, Brandon and Amanda Neely, their podcast is Grandma's Wealth Wisdom. And uh, it's both of them hosting the podcast and it is a fun and informative podcast talking about money and 
you know, deeper topics on the subject of money, including investment and such, in addition to Profit First. So you definitely want to check out Grandma's Wealth Wisdom. And yes, they are doing a lot of things on video and YouTube as well. So check them out there. Um, and we're coming up on the end of a quarter. So um, any plans for your quarterly profit distribution you'd like to share with the audience in terms of how you're going to celebrate? <laughs> uh, yes, I am paying off more debt. Awesome. Uh, when when I started my business, I was probably like a typical entrepreneur, especially in the, in the video and artistic worlds. A lot of it gets self-funded by credit cards and personal loans and um, so there's quite a bit of that that I've been knocking down, uh, especially since incorporating Profit First. So I'm, I'm, I'm tracking it very closely. I've got, uh, what do we got, two weeks left. And so a little bit more of that debt will be paid off a little bit closer to um, getting in the right direction. Awesome. Congratulations on that. And how often do you do your allocations? What's your allocation frequency, Brian? Uh, it is uh, quarterly. Oh, okay. So you do your allocations quarterly. Mm-hmm. Do you get paid retainers? Do you use a drip account? Are there any sort of things that you'd like to share? Um, maybe how you do profit first in your business? Well, the the first thing is when, like I said in the post, I don't. I never had a business background. I have. Uh, I went to a liberal arts school, so I learned film and video. And when I started down the entrepreneurship journey, it was pretty much you know a client would pay me, I would pull money out, I would pay myself. Uh, unofficially, and then at the end of the year, you know, I'd owe taxes to the state. And since starting Profit First and having the the different bank accounts, I actually have had payroll. So I've been. It, it took a little bit to get going and, and kind of build that up. Uh, but when I, you know, every two weeks when I separate the the money that comes in into the different accounts, then I actually have payroll that's run and. For me, I mean, that was a huge eye-opener because now I can see what's in each account. I can see my expenses. Um, if I have enough to upgrade to a new lens or get another camera, uh, if I, you know, making sure that I can cover payroll, and if I can't, uh, I have an emergency fund that if I pull from that at all, then I know what my next two weeks look like in terms of sales and marketing. Excellent. Awesome. So you allocate every two weeks based off your payroll schedule, which is a super smart way to do that. And it sounds like you're building your reserves so that um, when you do have a maybe um, not as high of an income balance Mm -hmm. on an allocation day, you do have um, that opportunity to pull that money from that fund or drip account um, would be what some people call it based on the book. So that is awesome. And obviously you also mentioned too that, you know, it was working towards the payroll number, and you've you've adjusted your allocations. Um, I would assume quarterly. Yes, and and thanks for clearing that up. The the allocations, like I said, they those get changed out twice a month, but then the profit gets distributed quarterly. So I just wanted to clear that up. Right. Thank you so much on clearing that up. And how close are you to hitting your target allocation percentages? Like the ultimate target allocation percentages? Are you still maybe a few quarters away? I would say I'm probably another 18 months away just because okay. of where where I started at. And that is typically normal. It takes six, seven, eight quarters on average to uh, move from where you currently are 
and then adjusting those quarter over quarter, just one or two percentage points up and down across each account until you hit your target allocation percentage. So congratulations, you are making some good progress. Um, Not only are you paying down the debt, but um, you're getting closer and closer to those target allocation percentages because you're sticking with it. So that's awesome. What advice would you give for someone who, um, you know, kind of like you, didn't really have a business background, um, more artistic, and not really a huge reader? What would you suggest to someone um, who's another business owner like you five years ago? Uh, Five years ago, I would say learn, 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 learn. Um, When I started reading again, more ideas came to me. And it's just everything kind of snowballs off of one another. You can take, you know, you can take a lot of the ideas from profit first and tip and put it into other areas of your life. You could take those um, other books that you're reading, the podcasts that you're listening to, the uh, audiobooks you're listening to, ebooks, how, however you learn. If you're watching YouTube videos, you can take that information and use it for other areas. And, and that's where creativity comes from. And it's no coincidence that my business has gotten better, it's gotten more systematic, and it's gotten more creative since I started going back through and researching and learning and taking the time and setting time aside in my calendar that is specific for that learning time. That's not productive, that's not um, client work, but you know, an hour to an hour and a half every morning to make sure that I'm keeping up and I'm learning more. That's awesome. And I like how you make a plan for it and you put a limit on it because you also can't consume too much because if you consume too much, you can't do anything Mm -hmm. with it. So I think that's a great balance of an hour to an hour and a half every morning um, doing that, building that muscle and sparking that creativity because you're exactly right. Learning things just makes you want to, um, you know, take those ideas and burst it into something else. So talk to us a little bit about um, your company, Emblem, and how you help businesses with your role as a fractional chief marketing officer. Yeah, so Emblem is uh, started off as a video production company. And over time, it has transitioned into that uh, chief communications officer. Uh, we dabble a little bit in marketing, but it's more of what I call loyalty-first marketing. So we would work with your company. We would look at what you're doing in terms of uh, the customers you're going after, your referrals, the testimonials, the case studies, and build it from the inside out. Uh, you know, Other people call it advocates. Like I said, we call it loyalty first. It's basically marketing from the inside out and using your, um, your own customers as your best marketing channel. And a lot of times we incorporate video into that but uh, you, you don't have to, but with the content geared towards, um, how do I say this? The best way to say this is that your content goes towards more of your best customers. So when you know how well you're helping them, how you're helping them, what you're doing to move them forward, then you basically use those customers as your case study moving forward to find more of them. Got it. Got it. Um, and and people love to hear someone's actual real life experience with someone. Um, that definitely is a truly valuable marketing asset to have is those 
testimonials um, captured in a, in a fashion that is easy to share and easy for potential new customers to consume. Um, if you were to give uh, two pieces of advice to um, our Profit First Nation audience of fellow entrepreneurs, what would that be when it comes to um, leveraging employees and customers as that loyalty vehicle? Uh, well, you, I mean, you said it first. Uh, your cus- Most companies think of their customers, but when you have employees, those can be your biggest advocates as well. So whether you're growing your um, you're doing more onboarding, you're training, you're hiring, then you can incorporate content and video into that aspect of your business just as um, systematically and make it as powerful as if you were doing it for typical marketing towards more customers. And so a lot of times what we do is we work specifically with an internal team to help push out the, the, the right messages to the community through the employees that they have already. So that would be advice number one is to make sure that you're leveraging everybody, whether it's your customers um, or your current customers or your employees. And then uh, advice number two, just get going. Especially with video, it can seem really um, intense. It could seem overwhelming. You, You might not have the best equipment. You might be afraid of being on camera, but those things improve. The more you do something, the more you're in front of a camera, the, the more you get comfortable. So I usually say just get started. And if the, the hardest part for you is being in front of a camera, speaking uh, informational content that your audience needs to hear, don't worry about recording it right away. Just practice getting in front of your device. Then turn your device on. Then hit record. Then uh, share it with somebody that you trust to give you honest feedback then you share it with your community. So it takes a little bit of time to build up that confidence, but the sooner you get started, the, uh, the sooner you get towards that confidence level to where uh, you're pushing out content on a regular basis. It really is practice, 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 so that it just comes out smooth and eloquent. It's that extemporaneous speaking. And when you really know it, it just makes it so easy for it to come out of your mouth. But hearing yourself say it, when you've just been thinking about it is a little bit awkward. So I think that is amazing advice to just practice saying out out loud. You don't even have to record yourself and turn on your camera when you're doing those first run-throughs and such. So I think that is great advice. Um, I'd like to add a piece of advice because I've just started putting out video Mm -hmm. and um, someone said to me, don't watch it. Just post it. Just, Just make it happen. And, you know, it's like, because she knows I have some perfectionist tendencies, maybe. Um, and it's been liberating. Like, I'm just like, okay, that's that's what I'm going to do. So I just make the video and post it. And, oh, well, if I bobble or I, it, I, I'm not picking it apart by, by looking at it. So that's a little bonus tip from Danielle, if you don't <laughs> mind me sharing that. But I think, you know, when you talked about point number one, I also want to just kind of dive into that too about leveraging your employees. So in our construction material supply business, I mean, for sure, we leverage our employees, even the back office employees, our contracts department, our accounting department, and we create opportunities for them to reach out um, and sort of, you know, market to the person that's in accounts payable at our client or the people that are in accounts receivable at our vendor partners 
and our contracts department is reaching out to the estimators and, you know, just touching base and just trying to stay top of mind um, with everyone in our ideal client organizations so that, you know, our name is the first name that's dropped because we're staying top of mind throughout the organization, not just in the obvious channels of, um, well, in construction materials with the estimation department, since that's who usually makes the decision to buy us. So thank you so much for sharing your profit first journey. Thank you so much for putting content on LinkedIn. I really look forward and and always love uh, reading and sometimes also commenting my two cents on your posts. <laughs> I do appreciate that. So the best way to connect with Brian would be to connect with him on LinkedIn and uh, see what he's got going on there. And he is Brian C. Sly on LinkedIn. And we will include the link to his LinkedIn page on our visual recap today. And um, is there anything else, Brian? Uh, Well, first, thank you again for having me on. Uh, I I love talking with other entrepreneurs and, and just getting, you know, playing off of each other and playing off of our expertise and understanding and learning from each other. Um, but I, I guess one thing I would like to say is when, when it comes to the, the advocate side, the loyalty first marketing or whatever you, uh, your team might call it, it might not just be from a growth perspective. A lot of times we use video. Yes. For reaching out, for growing those teams, for growing, um, the, the, the client size, but it could also be just as a thank you. This could be an easy way for your employees across different divisions, if you're large enough, to just send a quick thank you message for uh, someone who may have made a difference in their day, uh, made something easier. It could be an easy way to uh, give a testimonial to a client of yours without asking for anything in return, just as a way to thank them for the business or um, you know, to help promote them. So there are like millions of different ways that you can use video without it having to be, let's say, like a sales number behind it, but more of that loyalty component uh, to it. And and that's really what we love to preach here is that um, there's so many forgotten ways that you could be using video to help your business. And and, and I think that with all of the entrepreneurs out there that are looking for new ways to set themselves apart, that trust and that loyalty is definitely one of the best ways to do that. And, you know, it's really just showing up and, and LinkedIn is the hot, hot, hot channel and it is starving for content. And I honestly just started putting video up a couple of days before we were recording this was my first sort of videos I've put up on LinkedIn. And I cannot believe the engagement that I'm getting and people who I have not talked to in uh, like 15 years from <laughs> back in my Nashville days when I lived in Nashville you know, are commenting and messaging me because I've become top of mind again and such. And um, you might not get tons of comments, but your mm-hmm. your your content is definitely being seen and consumed. So don't feel like you're not being successful if you don't have like a slew of comments. Just show up, just put that content out there. People are seeing it and they're consuming it. I promise you, they're consuming it because LinkedIn is desperate for new content. So definitely put it out there. And you know what? I'll put out some examples. Um, we definitely use video more and with Supply Patriot. 
So um, I'll put out some links to some examples of how we've uh, engaged and used video with our construction material supply business, Supply Patriot. You can see some funny things. And um, yeah, I, we, we try to go for humor. We try to go for entertainment. <laughs> and then um, maybe, Brian, um, if, if you've got some, some links and, and examples you'd like to share, then I will include those on our visual show recap. And you can get that by going to ProfitFirstNation.com and clicking on resources. And don't forget, you can also, um, when you do that, opt in and get the visual recap sent to you every week when a new episode comes out. So you can kind of get a preview or follow along with what's going on in the episode. And please know that there are bookkeepers, accountants, and coaches like Brian's own Amanda and Brandon Neely with Grandma's Wealth Wisdom in this world with the heart of a teacher ready to serve you and your business with their certified Profit First knowledge, skills, and experience. Just visit ProfitFirstNation.com and click on connect to connect with one of my fellow certified Profit First professional peeps. Cheers to another profitable day, my entrepreneurial friend. Profit First Nation website, related podcasts, and resources are provided for general information purposes only and do not constitute accounting, legal, tax, accounting, or other professional advice. Visitors should not act upon the content or information found here without first seeking appropriate advice from an accountant, financial planner, lawyer, or other professional.